Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. You know, like they're really good players, even on offense. So, you know, it kind of changes what they do on offense. And that was just kind of us playing strong on with the ball and, you know, getting them in foul trouble. So it definitely helped us a lot because I know their game plan changes a lot when they're not on the court. I know in the first game, you know, you and Arthur had the assignment of each of the bigs, and it looked like you switched it up just a little bit from the first matchup because Arthur in the first game had Nunji, and it looked like maybe you'd switch things up in the first half a little bit. Uh, that's what I was talking about, the execution part. We had some things in the first game that made it look like that, and in this game we actually did it right, so it looked different. <laughs> so I, that's... That was part of the things that helped slow slowed them down a little bit because we were actually able to get to what we were trying to do and slow them down. Cog, what, what does today mean for you, right? I mean, obviously incredible atmosphere, so much going on basketball-wise, but, you know, there is more than just the game today. What does that mean for you and this Blue Jay team? I mean, one of our – we had, like, four keys to the game. Mac has before every game, and one of them today was it's bigger than basketball, and it was just – just kind of felt like that today. I mean, everyone's here to they watch basketball, but also support someone who they know who has cancer, has battled cancer, whatever. And it just felt like, you know, I don't know, bring some distraction to that or some joy to that. It felt good to like, you know, make it about more than basketball for today. Do you have someone special that has been affected by cancer? Uh, both my parents have had cancer. Luckily, caught both of them really early, and they're doing great now. But yeah, both my parents had it kind of hard because you know we they, they called a timeout when we everyone did the stand up for cancer that's kind of hard to you know pay attention in the huddle when everyone's standing up and it's such an emotional moment and you guys were in a moment where you were starting to pull away a little bit yeah. it's kind of hard to keep your focus at times yeah there's sometimes you glance it up at the video board and you're like okay i gotta look back at the <laughs> look back at the huddle real quick but yeah it was definitely it, i love that moment every year we do it and it was just super nice this year and then, I mean, obviously this year, I don't think the last two years we haven't done the jersey thing on the court because of COVID. And so it's really cool that we're able to do that this year. It'll be my first time. Yeah, it, that's true. Yeah. He has, he's been denied both times. And, of course, mm -hmm. you had the highest bid. Did you guys have any, uh, have any bragging rights about who was going to win the uh, jersey auction? Do you even pay I, attention to I that? I had no idea. I mean, I looked a couple times. My friend you looked and bid early when it was still really cheap, knowing <laughs> he wasn't going to get it. It's but, just driving the price up, yeah. right? Yeah. But I, I didn't know what it ended up being, so that's pretty cool that I ended up with the highest one. That's awesome, man. What does this win mean from a basketball standpoint? It crawl, it gets you back into the league race. That was something that Mac talked about after mm -hmm. the game against St. John's. What does this mean for the team to get the, this kind of a quality win against a team like this and know that you're still in the, in the conference race? Yeah, I mean, we obviously dug ourselves a little bit of a hole there early, and obviously Xavier's been kind of setting the, the pace of the league so far to, so to get a win against them and split the season series was huge. So that means everything. If we lose this game, we're in a huge hole and got to have a lot of things go right for us to get back to the top. But now with this win, we just got to control, control, control what we can control and we'll end up where we want to be. Well, go enjoy the jersey ceremony out here and take, get those pictures taken and honor those folks who are honoring someone with with your jersey. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. I appreciate awesome. you guys. You bet. Nice work, Kalk. That is Ryan Kalkbrenner.
Back on the U.S. Bank postgame show, John Bishop Taylor Stormberg joined by Arthur Kaluma as the Jays win at 84-67. Arthur with 20 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, no turnovers. Talk about your day today. You had a game because you seemed like you were in constant traffic, finishing through contact. It was a tough one for you, but, man, did you uh, play hard today. Yeah, I mean, it was a tough one today. I uh, had to grind it out. Didn't start off the best as I wanted, but... Uh, you know, it just matters how you finish. So I really didn't let that phase my mindset and just kept going. And the team really came together today. You know, it's a tough battle to win over here against this team. And uh, I'm just proud of everybody, proud of my teammates. All right, we talked a little bit off air before we just jumped on. It looked like maybe a little little contact early to start oh, this game. No foul call. We see you have a little conversation with Mac. Walk us through kind of what that looked like when you got pulled early in the first half. <laughs> uh, he just told me, you know, play all two feet. I'll yeah. keep it at that. Okay, <laughs> yep. perfect. That's all you got to say, man. That's all you got to say. I want to go back because there was the moment they got it down. They got the three by Kunkel and it made it a six-point game. And on our next possession, you had to go in and create something on your own, get a layup at the rim. At, at, at Was there any point during their run where you started to have flashbacks to last year and the big run that they made to turn the game around? I mean, honestly, we've been. I was thinking about that since the start of the game, it's just once we started getting on them in halftime, the main idea that we had in the locker room was, yo, we've been in this position before. Like, we got to maintain the pressure, maintain how hard we're playing, and just finish it out. Like, don't do anything. Like, don't let your foot off the gas is what I put it as. And we put the pen to the paper and got it done. Or it seems like it, over the last few, maybe five or six games, there's just been like a, a resurgence of energy and effort on your part, especially on the offensive glass. Is there anything that you're focused on right now over the last nice little stretch here that maybe you weren't focused on earlier in the season? Uh, just trying to maintain energy, you know, give energy to the team in different ways. I mean... I got to find different ways to be effective on the court because yeah. it's not just me scoring. I got a lot of other players that are around me that are very talented in that area. So just doing what I can to make sure that I could affect the game in some positive way. Yeah. I mentioned the no turnovers, and that's, you know, when, when, things, when things were a struggle, occasionally maybe you get into trouble by dribbling into traffic and having issues. How much did you work on ball handling and how you make your decision on when to go to the rim or when to pass off? Uh... I mean, that's always sort of had a thing that I always had a good eye for ever since I was a kid. So just maintaining that, you know, having it translate over, you know. After an injury, though, you know, you lose some of your touch or some of your timing. And so I felt like that's what I had to get back and just come back flawlessly. Are, are, do you feel like when's the last time you felt this healthy? Uh, last year? Yeah, probably last year. And, I mean, you're never really fully healthy throughout the basketball right. season. So just – Finding perseverance, finding that energy to just keep going, you know. What was the difference defensively for you today? Because, you know, you and, and Ryan, you got big assignments with Fremantle and Nunji. And mm. Nunji's, a, I mean, he, you're giving up, you know, several inches to Nunji. Just talk about your defensive t performance today. Uh, Man, I was just trying to make sure they ain't touch the ball. When they touch the ball down there, it's kind of hard to stop them from getting what they want. But <laughs> just, you know, just trying to stay in front of them, try to be tough on them, make them feel a body and don't give them anything easy. Make them work for everything. Arthur, what 
talk about the crowd today. Talk about the cause. I mean, how amazing was was the atmosphere today? Over eighteen thousand people mm-hmm. in this building rooting on a, a you know a double digit win. Man, the atmosphere was amazing. You know, this is really something bigger than basketball, and it really makes you appreciate everything that you have. I mean, I had a grandmother that uh, had breast cancer, so today's game meant a lot more to me. And I really wanted to get this dub, not only for her, but for everybody else that may be dealing with the same situation. It is a special day. And unfortunately, you know, because of COVID, you haven't had a chance to mingle with the fans, you know, in your brief time here at Creighton. So going to be a different experience for you today. Definitely. Big win. Talk about how big this is for the team now. You're staying in the conference race. You're now only a couple games back of Xavier, and there's still plenty of basketball to go. Mm. I mean, it's big. I mean, everybody counted us out, and, you know, we kept faith in ourselves, and we got to this point, and we're going to keep crawling our way back, you know? I mean, we have goals, and we all want to accomplish them, but we're going to be the ones to put the work in to make sure that they happen. I want to hear something from one of his teammates. Talk about your man, Ryan Nemhard, the way he played defense today. Sole Boom averages 17 points. He had two points today. He only took five shots. Yep. Nah, man. Me and R2 were actually talking about that before the game, you know. He was like, man, if I ever get switched on him, I'm going to show the coaches that I could guard him. And I'm like, man, I know you could guard him. Just show him that you could do it. And he came out there, and he did what he had to do. He was sitting on him. He was. He played. Uh, he completely changed how Xavier's offense ran. I mean, he was getting across, uh, you know, dribble handoff action, cross ball screen action, and just really forcing Bloom, Boom to not. I mean, he did, took five shots today. Facts. Five shots. Arthur, I've been loving watching you play. Your effort on the glass, on defense. I mean, this is this is the prince that was promised right here, man. (laughs) This is this is what I've been looking for out of this guy. Twenty points today, lead scorer. Congratulations, big win. Great work, Arthur. That is Arthur Kaluma, who. Again, don't look at the, the, the shots because again, nine of those misses, probably seven of them, he was fouled on. So. But he won't say He that. won't say anything, no. That's a smart man. Yes, he won't be goaded into anything no. by the media. No. By the nasty media. Yeah, looking terrible to get people a, over always, here on always, this side. Always trying to get a quote. Blue Jays win it today, 84-67. to 67. Real quick look at the final offensive numbers. Jays go 56.7% from the field, 34 of 60. They were 60% in the second half. 8 of 21 on five points, bank three-pointers. So, again, Jays are putting up points. Scored 104 the other night. And had 11 threes, but most of the, a lot of those threes happen in garbage time. Yeah. You know, they, they, they put up 70-plus uh, against both Providence and against Butler. Again, not a big volume of threes. And today, they put up 84, but only eight. So 24 of those points came on threes. This team has, it's, they haven't given up on let it fly. It's just more refined now, yeah. and it's starting to look like a really well-balanced basketball team. It is, John, and we saw this at the end of last year, right? We're just like, how, are, how is Creighton going to manufacture points? They're doing so many good things defensively, right? How do you get to that 70-point clip, right? And what happens is when you're so – we have so much concentration on getting it inside, forcing it inside, being physical inside, that opens up great opportunities from three-point land and that's what we saw today we a couple of those are a little aggressive <laughs> right a little angsty just trying to really get the crowd into this going for that jugular shot but just all around great effort they Creighton continues to play inside 
first and then outside, and it's going to open up so many looks for a great basketball team right now. Xavier goes 48% from the field, 30 of 62. They were 58% in the second half. They were 4 of 14 on threes and 3 of 4 at the foul line. Jays went 8 of 9 at the foul line. Rebounds today, Jays were behind last year. This year, plus 7, plus 7 on the glass and plus 1 on the offensive glass. And second chance points, Creighton 9, Xavier oh, 4. Oh, you had to bring it up. I won by okay, a half a rebound. By a half a point. I won by a half a rebound. Uh, and guess what? You're still down five. Guys. I know. But just like this team, <laughs> I have to rub it in. just I like have this to. team, I'm on the comeback you trail. Are the com okay. I'm on the comeback right. trail. Well, 20 points to lead all scorers. Arthur Kaluma, nine rebounds, three assists, no turnovers. 17 points, Ryan Kalkbrenner, eight rebounds, five blocks. 11 points, 10 rebounds, second points, rebounds, double double in three games for Ryan Nemhard to go with eight assists, nearly a triple-double. Trey Alexander, 13 points. Baylor Shireman, 14 points. Jays win it, 84-67. to 67. Our Fashion Cleaners player of the game is Ryan Nemhard. Fashion Cleaners, Omaha's first eco-friendly luxury dry cleaner. At Fashion Cleaners, we strive to go above and beyond your expectations. Fashion Cleaners with three Omaha locations, and delivery service. Jays win it 84 to 67. It's time for the Coach Mac post game brought to you by Lawler's Custom Sportswear for original custom made designs. The best dressed Blue Jays dress with Lawler's Custom Sportswear, lawlerscustom.com. It's the first time in three years we've had a chance to actually do the whole pink out thing on the floor. So everyone's trying to get all the autographs that they possibly can. And we're certainly, I mean, not only is this day for the cancer uh, patients, the cancer victims, but it's also for the kids as well. Always it's a special for day kids. for the kids. Uh, Mac, Mac's, Mac's going to join us here in just a minute. <laughs> We're good. All right. I want to talk about R2. That's, uh, that's Piv's ball. That's for our buddy. I'm glad it's here. It travels with us everywhere. It's he's, in my case. He's never left us. Nope. He's, uh, that man was as good as it gets. We miss him a lot. Yeah, we do. I want to talk about R2, not the near triple-double about his defense today. One, yeah. one field goal for Soleil. You know, and it happened kind of by mistake. You know, we started Trey on him. Uh, Trey got the, that first foul, and we decided, you know, let's try to get to the 10 or 8-minute mark without Trey getting a second foul. So we flipped the matchup, and uh, R2 was terrific. So we just left him there and let him roll with it, and he was, uh, he was really good. He took it personal and, and, you know, was there on every catch, and that's what you have to do with, with Soleil. Coach, talk a little bit about how the defense today really translated into offense, right? Kalkbrenner so good around the rim, R2 great on that dribble handoff, ball screen action, but it felt like it turned into great offensive looks on this end. Yeah, we were able to make some, you know, some tough shots at the rim. We were able to force them to take. We blocked a few. That kind of led to some transition game. Uh, but, you know, our, our <laughs> the good news is we executed our defensive plan so bad in Cincinnati that they didn't know what we were trying to do. <laughs> so it actually worked a little bit better today. Uh, we did a much better job with it and uh, really proud of the guys, the way they executed it. And, you know, the ball moved on offense for the most part. Um, and, uh, you know, when, when they got in foul trouble, we made a pretty good effort to get it into the big boys, and they did a great job when, when we did that. Mac, we didn't really talk about it in the in the pregame, but, you know, we had 76 possessions in the first game, only 66 today, and, and there were a lot of times where you guys worked 
for your shot instead of, you know, maybe playing as much up-tempo. Was that a conscious decision to, to maybe <coughs> slow it up a little bit? Uh, we had 68 possessions, but oh, you're 60. close. Okay, it's, uh, on the stats monitor, no, it's 66, just, yeah. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> My official is 68, but uh, no, it wasn't part of the plan. I, I don't think they played with quite as much pace. Um, and, you know, you can't play as much pace if we're scoring. You know, that's part of it. You know, when you put the ball through the net and they have to take it out of the net, it's a little quicker, a, lot, a little harder for them to get into transition. And certainly, the, you know, our ability to get it inside and Art to drive it early drew a couple fouls, and then that kind of changed their plan a little bit. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we defended them, and, and they didn't score quick. And when you don't score quick, obviously, you're not going to have as high a possession game. We didn't, we didn't defend anybody in Cincinnati. They shot a lot of layups and a lot of open threes. Mac, there's a, uh, a young man right behind you wearing a 2-4, and it just seems like he he's resurged himself <coughs> into this team and that effort on the offensive glass, getting to the rim, playing off of two feet, which might have had some choice words in the first half. But talk about his effort and how that's affected the, the trajectory of where this team is he, going. He's changed our team since Christmas. Yeah. Uh, you know, Somebody told me the other day he's, he's playing like Draymond Green. You know, he's going and making hustle plays and diving on the floor. And, and uh, you know, I had to talk with him after the couple minutes in the game because I didn't <laughs> like the way he went about his finishes. Uh, and then when he got back to that, he, a lot of good things happened. So, um, you know, I'm proud of Art, proud of the way he's playing. And obviously, you know, 20, on, 20 and 9 against that front line uh, is a heck of a performance. And he had a really timely basket down there when they kind of got it to six or seven. Uh, he got in there deep and made a strong finish. And, you know, when he puts his chin to the rim and, and, and tries to score, he's a hard guy to stop. Was there a message at halftime about, hey, don't, don't forget what these guys did here just, last year? Just like, hey, let's step on them. You know, we got a chance here. We're down, we're, you know, it's got 14. Let's stretch it to 20. And, and like any good team, we knew we were going to get a run. And, and I really felt like Baylor's hustle play right in front of you guys that was the play that flipped the momentum back to us for the rest of the game. Uh, you know, they're about to make a chance to get it to five or six, I believe, and he dives on the floor. We get a basket in transition. The crowd gets into it, and we're able, we're able to finish it off. So really, really uh, proud of the way these guys played today. <clears throat> Matt, do you feel, you feel like this is a, the best that this team has played all season, this <coughs> last stretch right here, right? Obviously, great 6-0, six-game winning streak to start the season, but it seems like all cylinders clicking right we're, now. we're getting better. You know, somebody asked me in the media room, are we playing as well as we did in Maui? And I think we're playing better in Maui than we were in Maui because I think we've made growth defensively. Yeah. Uh, I think Baylor has a better understanding of where we're, where, what we're doing and, and what his role is in that defensively. I think Kalk is healthy. He wasn't totally healthy then, obviously. And he's getting to more, you know, we, we couldn't figure out in Maui and even the early games, like, Last year, Kalk was blocking those shots. Why isn't he getting there? Well, now we know why. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so I, I just think we've grown in those three. You know, we had three sophomores playing in their first five games of their sophomore season. So we've grown as a team defensively. And to their credit, during the six-game stretch when everybody else thought the sky was falling, uh, you know, we decided we're not going to point fingers. We're going to get better. And they got better, and they played through that adversity as hard as it was. Um, and we came out better on the other side. So... Still got a long ways to go, but at least the halfway point, we got ourselves back in the conversation. Uh, we can kind of control our own destiny here and see if we can't go uh, fight for a conference title. I know you, you pretty much rode the starters in the second half, but talk about the bench in the first half. Mason had a big steal. Francisco had a big steal, and that kind of helped get us our first separation. The, be the bench was great. Mason really fought in the post, uh, kept it out of Nunji's hands when he was in there. Uh, 
Bellow always goes in and does a good job. And it, I, I don't ever want to take it for granted because he's such, he does such a good job. And obviously, Fred came in and gave us great minutes, a huge block at a critical time in the second half. And the plan was probably to go with Mason the second half. It just, we were playing so well, and we had those longer timeouts, and we had two back-to-back. -back. So we just, decided, we just decided to roll with it, and that group did a really good job. The suit looks good on you. You'll see it again next year. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's, that'll be the next time, but it's... Uh, that's it. Oh, yeah. Fred, yeah. So it's... Uh, yeah, today, and today was a great day. Just uh, once again, appreciate how people have uh, jumped on board with this, and I know you'll mention it again, but we want to try to maximize that match from the Nebraska Cancer Specialists. We really appreciate their support, and certainly CHI Health and Methodist for, you know, putting these T-shirts on everybody, and... Um, and the way the community has embraced it, and we set it in the open, but uh, you know, early detection is the key to fighting cancer. So there, there's age-appropriate screening that so many people are just going to, they put it off and put it off. I'll do it next week. I'll do it next month. We need to do it now. And if that message can be shared with loved ones and, and, and friends uh, and we can save a couple lives because of it, that's what it's all about. John, you and I were at the Hope Lodge yesterday, and uh, listen to Tony Miller's story and, and you know, 100 days that he spent there. And that place, uh, you know, changed his life. And he's doing great right now. So uh, we got to keep raising funds, keep that building operating. The staff's doing a terrific job. But um, we appreciate everybody, you know, jumping on board with this once again. And, and it, you know, I, every year I don't think it can get better. And every year somehow it does. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's pretty incredible. And it always goes better with a win. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. Sir. All right. Thanks, Congratulations. Guys. Thanks, Mike. Greg McDermott, post-game thoughts. Jays win 84-67. And again, if you would like to donate, over $400,000 has been raised in the dozen or so years we've been doing this for Hope Lodge. But we've got a $30,000 match from Nebraska Cancer Specialists. Every donation matched up to $30,000. Please go to cancer.org slash pinkout. It's good through the weekend. Cancer.org slash pinkout. It's so easy to donate online. All the proceeds go to the Hope Lodge, which is a facility here in Omaha that allows cancer patients and a loved one to stay for free when they're going through their life-saving treatments when they're from out of town. And, and Mac mentioned Tony Miller, a, a young man from Atlantic, Iowa, who had leukemia and had to stay there for 100 days. Uh, he was able to bring his family there. They were, because he wasn't, he physically was not permitted to leave the city of Omaha. He had to stay here because he had a bone marrow transplant. And so while there were some hotels willing to give discounted rates, when you're A, having to pay that, you're worrying about cancer, you're worrying about paying for cancer, you're not working, it's a, it's a, it's a quadruple hit yeah. against you. So to get that free lodging in a beautiful facility with kitchen and all, all the stuff that you could need, it's, it's like staying in many of the great hotels that we stay at on the road, except you've got a friendly staff there. You're just down the street from two great hospitals, Children's and Methodist. It's, uh, it's the reason why we do this. And so please go to cancer.org slash pinkout and let's unlock that matching donut. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.